Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Apparently, she's like from the most royal, like Kim's in that line. And so, yeah, according to dad. We should write an anime um, about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> what? The secret princesses of Australia. <laughs> oh my god, that's so tacky. I totally w a n t it. Hi, everybody. Um, Welcome back to the second episode of our podcast, List Me Tender.、Hey. This is Dav speaking,、uh, and this is June. Hello, this is June. And hi, I'm Grace. Hello, Grace. Who is Grace, you might be asking. So, I want to introduce you all to my lovely little sister. She is beautiful and very talented. Grace, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi,、uh, my name's Grace. I'm, I'm June's little sister by like five or six years.、Um, <laughs> many, many years. I live in Australia. I grew up, I was born here and I grew up here.、Um, I live in the lovely city of Canberra that people will often bag out. Love but to hate. I, yeah, people love to hate Canberra, but it's a beautiful city. Um, and I work in the film industry. I work in lighting, which is a fun time. So,、uh, for today's topic,、um, which I will introduce, is try to know more about your family history. And along with that, I'm going to give you a short blurb about what it is. So, this is something that you have always been busy with yourself till now, but now it's time to turn back and dig into the past. Know about your family history. Ask your parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles. You might just learn about things that you never knew about the places where your great grandparents had lived, where your grandparents grew up, whether you have links with people in a different country. It'll be an interesting journey if you choose to travel to all these places where your folks have once lived and spent a considerable period of their life. Knowing your family history is important for you. Otherwise, how will you pass it on to the next generation?、Ooh. So, that is the topic for today. Have you, tried, have you tried to know more about your family history? I personally am not great at this. <laughs> Grace? <laughs> I have. I actually have had a conversation with、um, both mum and dad a little bit about their histories, just because, you know, we have spent a lot of time together and there's like things that don't get said, so you just start asking questions.、Mm-hmm. Grace, do you think this was something that like you chose to ask your parents about out of necessity or out of interest? Because for me personally, in the same vein as June, I feel like when I was younger, I guess I wasn't very interested in my heritage. But I think the older I've gotten, the more I guess I'm a bit more curious. So, for someone that's younger, like what was the thing that motivated you to do that? Actually, I think that that's quite accurate because I don't think I had any interest in it before, but sort of in the last year or so, sort of 2017 was when I first found out about dad's family history. And it was just like we were traveling together, and I, yeah, I just started feeling a bit curious about what his background was because, you know, we live very isolated lives within our like immediate family unit. So, yeah, I think I was just a bit curious once we were 
doing like the big like going to Canada to see June where I was like what mm-hmm. yeah like where where does dad come from um and mum sort yeah. of like only recently a few months ago I sort of started asking her questions not so much about her heritage but more about like what she wanted to do with her life mm, and like whether or not she was happy where she ended up yeah oh man yeah. that's so deep <laughs> But I do, I do think these is, these are conversations that you kind of only have when you are when you're a bit older, when you can actually like have the perspective and put yourself in your parents' shoes and be like, oh, they used to be like us once, mm. and you don't really think about them so much as like a parent who like they, that mm. they look after me and they know everything. Okay. Um, yeah, I think as for me, I think I'm kind of the same. I'm not. I haven't really been particularly interested. I guess I kind of know very very top line you know where my parents are from but overall I haven't really spent the time to really dig into that Mm -hmm. yeah really fair enough okay so since we have both you June June and Gracie the sisters on the podcast Mm -hmm. do you want to give us a quick intro about your parents yeah for sure so I can start uh so I grew up in Korea until I was just under three I think I moved just before my third birthday to Australia and our parents had been married in uh, Seoul and it turns out they both moved to Seoul from countries Korea around like their third and fifth birthdays as well I didn't know that yeah I just found that out today because (laughs) of this podcast I called dad and I asked him so they lived in Gwangju and Busan, so they're like mm. country towns. I mean, not country towns, but they're definitely nowhere close to Seoul. And that's kind of all that I know. Yeah, when that paragraph said, know where your grandparents live, I would have no idea how to answer that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So for me, my parents are first-generation Chinese-Malaysian, um, you know, so... Oddly enough, you know, we kind of always just relate ourselves as Chinese first before like, so like race before your nationality. So mm. we'll, yeah, so we'll always be like, oh, I'm Chinese, you know, like I eat Chinese food at home, but my nationality is Malaysian. Um, both my parents were born in Kuala Lumpur, but my grandparents, both of them are actually from Hainan Island in China, which is this little island. Um, it used to be like a fishing village. And I think, once again, I'm not sure, but I'm assuming they fled to Malaysia during the Cultural Revo- Revolution because my grandfather was a teacher. Right. And I think they were like targeting like educated people. Whoa. But that's as much as I know. <laughs> So, and then does that mean your parents yeah. were also born in Hainan Island? No, no, my parents were born in KL. Oh, in Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So my parents are first gen Malaysians, I okay. guess. Yeah. That's cool. So I think in a way, in that sense, right? Like my parents aren't so like Thai, or they feel this extra special emotion to China because they were never born. They never lived there. Mm. They've just lived in Malaysia their whole life. So you know. But they're Chinese, very specifically. Chinese-Malaysian. <laughs> um, Grace? Yeah. Your perspective on our parents? <laughs> our parents. Um, I, it's interesting because I have only ever known our parents in Australia because I was born here and raised here. So it's like, I remember like, I think when I was in primary school, we got given an assignment that was like, like draw your family tree. And I literally just did the family tree of like mom dad me and you because that's (laughs) all I knew like I was like what we don't have I didn't really 
think or know We're about an like extended family because we never <laughs> had that. That's so true. It's, so funny. Yeah. it's kind of sad actually, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then I remember when I went to Korea, like, another time when I was a little bit older, and I had to get you, June, to, like, write down, like, the names of our cousins and how they're related to us, because mm. I, like, just wasn't really aware. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I I've kind of... these people. Yeah, I've always just known our parents as, like, an island living in, like, Australia in this weird community where they were, like, holding on to, like, this old Korean, like, culture, but they, like, kind of didn't belong here or there, you know? And that's yeah, something that I really only realized when I was older, sort of like when I was like a late teen, when I was like, oh, this is a weird community that we have grown up in. <laughs> this is not the rest of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, so funny. I, I, have, I have random thoughts on that. So, Do tell, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like my auntie, so my auntie... Uh, lives in Sydney. Yeah, your auntie is also in Sydney, right? Yeah, she also lives in Sydney, and I guess she has more of a similar story to your parents. So she also migrated to Sydney with my her ex, my ex uncle, like her then husband. And I think she was also quite isolated. And oddly enough, you know, like I feel like my auntie holds on to this like Chinese tradition and culture so much more in Australia mm. versus my mom, who is her sister. Like, my mom is super Western, mm. you know? Like, we grew up in Malaysia, and, like, comparatively, I think because... I feel like it's because my mom felt like she belonged there. Right. She didn't have to, like, hold on to her mm-hmm. roots hard, you know? It wasn't and a like, to her identity. Exactly, you know? And she was, like, super Western, and comparatively, it's so odd because I would think that my auntie, who lived in Australia, mm. would be more Western. Mm-hmm. But it's a complete opposite. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, because yeah. that's definitely what I felt with, like, all, a lot of, like, our parents and our parents' friends were just, like, holding on to this, like, t- like time capsule, like, cultural identity that was from, you know, 20, yeah. 30 years ago when they'd left Korea and they'd come to Australia. And so there was, like, this very insular community being built. Um, so even when people from Korea, like, you know how we had a lot of uh, people with, like, working visas coming over for a year or two? Like, they yeah. didn't even peaks. quite fit in. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I guess, yeah, whatever year they ended up leaving, that's the idea that they have of that place. Yeah. And that place moves on and progresses and does its own thing, but they've still got this held in time. Yeah. Which is why, like, when I ask, because mum and dad, sometimes I ask them, you know, where where do they want to retire? And mum has always been a bit more like, oh, maybe we'll go to Tasmania or somewhere just rural. But I was like, what about Korea? And at first they were like, oh, no, like, we don't, like, we, we don't it's changed so much. We don't belong there. Yeah. Like, they've, they went over. And, and then that was interesting because originally they were like, it's changed so much. Like, we won't even really, like, fit in there. Um, but then when they went over the last time and dad sort of saw his all, all his old friends and how they'd aged and then his mind changed and he was like, maybe I do want to go back to Korea when I retire. Right. So, oh, yeah. He found like-minded people even yeah. in Korea. <laughs> 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 so, Daph, why do you think it is different in Malaysia? Is it because, yeah, I, and I don't know a whole lot, lot about the ethnic makeup of Malaysians, but is it because there's a lot of other Chinese Malaysians there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Malaysia, there's like three major races. We have Malays, Chinese, and Indians. And I, I'm not really sure about the percentage split, but I think it's like um, 50 to 60% Malay and 
25 to 30 percent Chinese and only 5 to 10 percent Indian. So there is like a very big Chinese community there. Um, You feel very at home and like there's not and even within the different Chinese in the Chinese community, we also have different dialects. So like, for example, my dad is Hainanese and my mom is Cantonese. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you have mm. Teochew, like all these different like tribes, I guess. Um, so you mentioned all those languages. Mm-hmm. What languages A do you speak, and then what languages <laughs> did your parents speak? <laughs> okay, so for me, I speak English as my first language, but I went. I also speak Mandarin and Bahasa Malaysia. Um, so Mandarin, my pa- yeah. I was sent to a Chinese primary school for six years to learn Mandarin and then Bahasa Malaysia because that's my national language that is what we speak in Malaysia Um, so uh, fun fact um, (laughs) I guess these are just things you don't think about but like I only realized that my parents first language was not English like four or five years ago, which really, really blew my mind because my first language, because my first language is English. Like we speak English at home. I was brought up on a diet of speaking English every day, you know? So I just assume that my parents' first language would also be English because otherwise, why would you speak to your child like in a language that you're not really comfortable speaking in, right? So it never occurred to me that... English wasn't their first language. But then, yeah, later I found out that, like, my mother's first language is actually Cantonese. And um, I don't speak... I speak Cantonese badly. I can understand (laughs) Cantonese because I grew up watching um, a lot of TV series in Cantonese with my mom and then reading the subtitles in Bahasa Malaysia. That's good if you can... If you can understand television, yeah, but that's because really you're good. so young, you just watch it, you know, and then you read the Malay subtitles, and then you just associate the words, and you understand, you know. Right. So my mother's right. first language is Cantonese, and I think my dad's first language is either Hainanese or Mandarin. Wow. Yeah. And do they? Do your parents speak in English? So now they speak primarily English to each other, but occasionally they speak to each other in Cantonese. So it's like a 70-30 mix of 70% English and 30% Cantonese. So Grace, so you know some interesting things about our lineage. Yeah. So I think... It was on that trip that we went to Canada in 2017. Um, right beforehand, I was, like, in a cafe with Dad, and we were just, like, very silently having, like, a coffee each. And so I oh, just started asking questions because I, I, I wanted to feel the silence. The slurping wasn't enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I just started asking some questions um, about Dad's, like, background because he gets very chatty once you start asking him questions about himself, which is... <laughs> which is nice um good tactic and yeah found out that yeah he so he told us that we're from a I, I've always known that we were from this branch of um the parks but we're from a park branch called Biryang Pakshi mm-hmm. um and then within that dad said that we're from another like like branch within that called Kijong Kungpa wow. um and according to him and this is always very questionable because, you know, dad Big, has a lot of pride in weird places. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, big disclaimer. According to him, Kujong Hungpa within the Mirang Pakshi is like the most royal sort of branch of our lineage. Wait, can I ask, what is the benefits of being in that branch? Royalty, Daphne, do you need other benefits? Nothing. Just pride, we're princesses. Do you, do you have blue, blue blood? blood. <laughs> Uh, we have a special stamp yeah. in our passports, okay? <laughs> I think... <laughs> Actually, speaking of stamps, I think we probably do have a family seal. Oh, if yeah, we, we it up, totally like, within do. that branch, yes. It's most likely, yeah. <laughs> but then also, Dad said that Mum is also from, like, the most royal bloodline of, like, her family <laughs> line, which is, like, apparently when, when Korea was, like, split into three sort of empires, she's from, like, the Shilla, like... <laughs> place, location, and yeah, apparently she's like from the most royal, like, Kims in that line, and so, yeah, according to Dad. We should write an anime um, about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> what? The secret princesses of Australia. <laughs> oh my god, that's so tacky, I totally watch it. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But Dad also said that we have, like, an ancestral tomb or, like, a grave mm. area behind a mountain somewhere that he got taken to when he was a child and, like, shown and, like, you know, the whole, like, proud family history. This is where all your ancestors lie. Um, right. And That's so, yeah, when he told me that, I was... Yes, One apparently. Wild. <laughs> There's a spot that our ancestors are buried, which, I don't know, I want to go see it, kind yeah. of, because it's kind of fascinating, but it's also a bit weird. I feel like the whole, like, ancestor burial thing is also a thing in Chinese culture. So I feel like there's good, there's a lot of crossover mm-hmm. because we have this one um, uh, festival uh, called Qingming, mm-hmm. which is, like, a festival where we celebrate and pay respects to our ancestors. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do is you have to go to the mm-hmm. burial ground and clean it, like, clean the tombstone. You know, you bring, like, flowers and like food and offerings and it's like a quite an important occasion and the idea is like you know you're supposed to bring the children and they are meant to like keep up the tradition of paying respects and you know clean the tombstone and you know make sure it's presentable and all that mm. too so when i think of family history i think of all of those genetic tests have either of you gotten it done before no no do you have any interest in getting it done <laughs> sounded so unexcited by that question. <laughs> well, I was interested, but then I read this like crazy big article about how like they keep your genetic data. Oh my and, god, like... yes, Grace. <laughs> didn't you tell me that creepy story? Yeah. Because when you told me that you were gonna do this test, I was like, uh, you're gonna be on a database that like right now the companies say that, you know, it's all private, yeah. but like eventually they it's can just safe, yeah, they can change that whenever they want. That's up to their, you know, decision. <laughs> um policy. Mm-hmm. And there was this story where um they found out like who this murderer who they didn't know, like they the had no traces. 
I think the so. Golden State Killer. The, yes. Yeah, that's that's it. Golden State Killer. They found him because one of his far, far removed like descendant cousins got one of these tests done and they found matching like genetic information from him doing this test to the Golden State Killer. So they like yeah. traced back his family tree until they found a person in his like genetic family who had been in that area at that time and figured mm-hmm. out who it was. And <laughs> yeah. So shortly yeah, after this... I listened to this, yeah, June told me that she was getting one of these tests and I was like, I don't know how I feel about my genetic information <laughs> yeah. being out there. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you got that off a podcast, right? So I did yeah. listen to that podcast when you were trying to warn me not to do it. But my takeaway from that is just don't commit any crimes and yeah. you'll be okay. <laughs> I warned all of you. I was saying to you, I'm about to take this genetic test. Please don't commit any crimes. <laughs> the thing that's crazy about that story is that he committed all these crimes from the 70s and 80s and he only got caught like last year. Yeah. How old is he now? He's in his 70s. <laughs> Very old. Oh, okay. Crazy, yeah. right? I mean, he I wouldn't even know his fifth cousin to be like, damn yeah. you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> taking his test. <laughs> but we don't have cousins, Grace. We're an island. <laughs> yeah, we're an island. We have no... no <laughs> That's a lie. Okay. We definitely do have cousins. <laughs> we do have cousins. Sorry, cousin Sam. <laughs> Um, so I did take one of these tests and I have zero regrets. My results came back a little bit surprising because I really love dumplings and for some odd reason I had it in my head that it must be because I'm part Chinese. Okay, not because dumplings just delicious. Just delicious. In general. No, honestly, Chinese is my favorite cuisine and I know that's a bit of a stretch because it covers a lot of different types of cuisine, but... And that's ridiculous. Vietnamese is my favorite, so does I just that thought make it was my blood speaking to me. June. <laughs> you must definitely be partly Vietnamese. You should take the test to find out. Um, but no. Okay, so I ended up being 8.5% Japanese. And I'll say that with a big fat footnote that the confidence <laughs> is like not very high. The science behind this is very bodgy. That's because they're still in the process of collecting more data. It might be more accurate. Secondly, there are not very many Asians participating in this kind of thing. So <laughs> that's why I was doing it for the Asian team and like putting my data out there so that can, they can get even more accurate results. We might all commit a crime in the future. We're just, you know, like being careful. <laughs> smart, smart. So yeah, when I told dad that we are 8.5% Japanese... His first reaction was mad denial. He was saying how dodgy the test is. And then he went so far to say it must be the Japanese people recategorizing Korean genes as Japanese. <laughs> what? That's crazy. <laughs> but then after a good month or two, he sends me a message and he's like, you know what? I've been thinking about it and it's probably from my mom's side. So... Dun, dun, dun. I like how he's been thinking about it after a few months. So it must have been really weighing on your dad's mind. Yeah, he was really upset by the news. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's my... my. Oh, yeah. The rest of me is Korean. And then there was like 1% that was broadly East Asian, which means it was nothing. Broadly East Asian and like Native American, which is nothing. Yeah. But it was like, what is Very this? Very confusing. Very confusing. <laughs> but I'm mostly Korean. So yeah. you have, none but, of you have interest in this. 
No, I, I thought it was really interesting. I'm glad you did it because I vaguely know what my results yeah. will be based on yours. Um, mm-hmm. I did think that, like, sort of my theory is that if you're 8.5% Japanese, I reckon my one would come back with a higher percentage of Japanese because I look more like dad. And mm. dad and I sometimes get mistaken as Japanese where you and mum don't. True. Mm. Yeah. Wait, but is that how genetics works? I'm not a scientist. Yeah, so we, we, have di- we have a different genetic makeup, June. It's kind of like a mixed bag. So <laughs> okay. I wouldn't get the exact same not results as you. <laughs> you guys are not twins. I reckon if you're, like, identical twins, then... Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You share yeah. 100% DNA. So, yeah, we share, like, 50% Grace? No. I share yeah, 50% but it's with like... mom and dad. So you, we share, like, 25%. Yeah. Ish. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nah, I'm not gonna. So my reason for not doing this whole genetic testing thing is really that data thing, but not from a from being a criminal perspective. I've heard <laughs> that I've heard that like health companies, if they mm. if they can tap into your genetic testing, they can start right. profiling you and be like, okay, oh. because you are of Southeast Asian descent, you are more prone to diabetes, so we will not cover yeah. you for these sort of things, so, like health insurance, health insurance and, things, yeah. and stuff, wow. you know. And I I don't know where I read this from somewhere, but yeah, supposedly they're like, just be very careful about like yeah your data privacy on like your genetic makeup, you know, because they might mm-hmm. use this information against you in the future when mm-hmm. we actually get to that oh, point, yeah. which I really really feel like we might be close. So. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of creepy. Maybe I should yeah. go and delete oh, that out. <laughs> Thanks, friends. <laughs> Freaking me out. <laughs> well, at least you found out that you are not Chinese and you can still eat dumplings. <laughs> and you can still enjoy them. You're still allowed to. Them. Yeah. <laughs> As a Korean. Um, nice. Yeah. All right. So, in summary. So, what do you guys think? So, about this whole, like, do you guys feel happy with where we're at and where everyone is at or where you are at? Um with like learning about your family history or is there anything else you might want to dive into a bit more or um I will say that like outside of sort of genetic stuff I sort of asked mum a few months ago uh what because sometimes I ask her what she would have what her life would have been like if she hadn't come to Australia because I think that is like a big thing that our parents decided to do and then really change their lives mm. um and then Mm-hmm. On on top of that, I sort of asked mum, you know, if you, you know, didn't end up where you ended up in your life, what would you have wanted to do? And interestingly found out that mum actually wanted to be like a Broadway celebrity. Like she wanted to like be a musical <gasps> wow. singer. Oh yeah. But, but apparently grandma didn't like let her, like didn't want her to, so like wouldn't let her go into that. But mum would have wanted to be like a huh. musical celebrity, which I think she would have been great at if she had yeah. that opportunity. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, but I asked her if she regretted not doing that, and she said no because you and I are oh, she had <laughs> all us. she needs. Yes, <laughs> she might regret that too. <laughs> uh, as for me, I feel that I don't know very much, and especially now that my connections. And narrowing my connection to Korea with all our relatives getting older, it's more important for me to hold on to this knowledge or find out more about it, especially because there's a huge language barrier. And I feel that if, you know, for whatever reason, God forbid, our parents passed away, all of that information is gone. So I definitely want to dig more and and find out more. Mm, How about you, Daph? Yeah, I definitely. So I feel like 
after I turned 30, definitely lots of things have shifted, like perspective about things have shifted. And this would be something I would, like in my 20s, not be something that I would be interested in at all. But now, Mm. like, you know, the older I get, like, yeah, I would definitely be interested to explore it more. I don't even, to be honest, though, like, I think for me, the biggest challenge would actually be, like, convincing my parents that this is, like, a good project for us to Mm. embark on. Because once again, yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just this weird like eh, whatever you know like we're Chinese Malaysian and they're not super interested in exploring that right. side for it so it would probably need like more prompting from me but once again I do mm. think it's a bit hard because I don't live in Malaysia with my parents and it, I right. feel like this is something that will like works or it's like more ex- more exciting I guess when you're together mm-hmm. for sure now's the time where we ask our frequently asked questions <laughs> so, Daph, do you want to take it away? Yeah, so we're going to ask, I guess, whenever we have guests, we're going to try to ask them the same set of questions and get a different perspective on, you know, what everyone's answers might be. So, Gracie, special guest for the week. Question number one. Uh, something you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Okay. Looking back. So, when I was 20, I... Uh... Was I was living in in New York when I was twenty, and I think I was going through a massive existential crisis. And I think I would have liked to know back then, while I was going through my massive existential crisis, that meaning is created. And that sounds really wacky, I know, but (laughs) you said it. I was just going through this time. I was going through this time in my life where I was like, "Why am I here? What is the point of anything?" and it was because I was coming out of uh, having grown up as like a Christian and then having renounced that and not really mm-hmm. knowing my identity, living in a different country for the first time. Um, and then sort of at the end of that journey, I managed to come to the conclusion that because nothing matters in some ways, I can choose what matters. Mm-hmm. And that was a very freeing, liberating thought after the like intense year or so of being like, what is the point of everything? Nothing means anything. Yeah. Just like hard nihilism to like kind of positive nihilism Mm. of like, because there is no inherent meaning, I get to choose what, what like Mm. I decide is meaningful in my life. What about something you'd like to say to your 40 year old self? Um, to my, what would I like to say to my 40 year old self? Yeah. Looking, looking to the future. Oh man, I That's guess like I would like to say, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not I, almost, yeah. I guess I would like to say never lose your sense of playfulness, which is actually because I, the other night, Saturday night, I went to a Hans Zimmer concert. It was great. And Hans Zimmer said about one of his cellists who was amazing, like an incredible performer, that he loves that she, even though she's, you know, been playing the cello all her life before she could even remember anything else she was playing music but he she never lost her like sense of playfulness from when she was a child and mm. that I like really resonated that carries through yeah mm, super interesting yeah. it does okay. yeah all right awesome. and drum roll the last question <clears throat> because you are not yet 30 what <laughs> do you definitely want to do before you're 30 uh, I would really like to not live in a share house by the time I'm 30. <laughs> I think that is extremely achievable. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too real. <laughs> Do you mean I'm you don't like fighting about toilet paper? 
and having people break my nice things. It's like I had and a set of like these beautiful like fifty dollars per cup like artisan teacups, which it was a total accident. But you know, with lots of people in the house, like my housemate's mum accidentally threw something that when she fell over and it like hit the cabinet that had my teacups in it and smashed one of them. And she was like, "I'll replace it," and I was like, "You can't. It's from like this artisan store that closed down." Oh like, my gosh! Sabotage. Yeah. So I'd like to not live in a share house. That's such a dramatic way to have lost them too. Yeah. Uh, that was amazing. I hope the two of you had lots of fun. I know I did. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gracie, I hope you had fun. And thank you so much for being a guest on our technically first episode. Yes. Oh, no worries. From the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pilot. That's exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. We'll see where this goes. Hey, I wish you guys the best for this podcast. <laughs> I wish you luck. <laughs> I wish us luck too. I'm excited to listen to like a lot of the other episodes too. <laughs> but yes, thanks for being on here and we would love to have you back. Yeah, Aww, thank you. Yeah. Not when you turn 30 thank though. Thank you for having me. There's an uh, Yeah, that would be a very long time away. It's like uh, a good four years away. Maybe we should do yeah, a follow-up yeah, to 30. see, did you move out? Did what you I'm move? 30, did I move out of my chair? you have your own teacups? <laughs> Okay, Daph, what is the next episode? (laughs) Alright, so for the next episode, we are looking to talk about not having, stop having regrets for the things you missed. So I think this is going to be a pretty, might be quite a heavy one, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Being over 30, I feel like we have lots of like stories and decisions we made along the ways and sometimes I feel like we definitely beat ourselves up and it's like talking about you know it's okay to have regrets and you know and what they might be and have we stopped having regrets about them have we not and just yeah just discuss that really interesting there's gonna be a lot Mm -hmm. of stories there okay everyone thanks for listening see you next time thanks for listening Bye. Bye. bye What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.